You're listening to The Hoof of the Horse, a podcast dedicated to farriery and equine science with Dr. Simon Curtis. This episode of the podcast is kindly sponsored by Hoofcare Essentials Foundation partner, Stockhoffs. This is a special podcast that I decided to do about seven myths and legends regarding horseshoes and the shoeing of horses. And I decided to do it as a special podcast uh, because I thought, let's have a distraction from this blasted virus. Now, horseshoeing and farriery is a very ancient tradition, as we know, certainly going back 2,000 years to around the time of Jesus Christ. Much of it and its traditions have been lost in the mists of time. But of course, when you go that far back in history, there are many superstitions that arise. And really, the number around horseshoeing shows that that it's been such an important part of life for those 2,000 years. And the horseshoe itself is probably one of the most recognisable symbols in the world. Uh, We see it everywhere. Anybody would recognise a horseshoe, even if they have absolutely nothing to do with horses. And of course, it is recognised as a lucky symbol. And part of that comes out of all these ancient myths and legends. So I'm going to explore seven myths. And there are many more, but I've chosen my favourites. You may have others. Number one on my list of myths and legends has to be Santeloy. Now, you can spell that E-L-O-Y or E-L-O-I, or he's also known as Santeligius. In fact, he has a number of names. But Saint Eloy really did exist. He's known to have lived from 588 uh, to 660 AD, so an awful long time ago, 1400 years ago, Deep in the darkest of dark ages. Uh, He lived in an area that is now known as France, but definitely wasn't France at that point. And eventually he became Bishop of uh, Noyon-Tournoy. So what is his link with shoeing? Well, he began as a farrier. And he's often depicted making a shoe or holding tongs and a shoe in his hand. He is a very popular patron saint. He's our patron saint, the patron saint of farriers. He's also the patron saint of goldsmiths and many other metal workers, and also veterinarians. And we will um, see why he's the patron saint of veterinarians in a minute. He has a saint's day, of course, and that is December the 9th. And that's still celebrated by French farriers, especially in the south of France. And I had the good luck to go down to the south of France last year and join in with the celebrations, and most enjoyable they were too. But let's get to the story that made him famous. So, Saint Eloy, he wasn't a saint at that time, Eloy was in his forge, and there was a horse brought to him that was not just cantankerous and difficult to shoe, but was considered impossible to shoe. So he cut off its foreleg and he shod the amputated leg before miraculously reattaching it to the horse 
that had probably stood there aghast watching him. Now, some of you may be a little bit skeptical about this story, and uh, I'm certainly in that camp. But nevertheless, this is uh, the story that came about in the medieval times, and it's actually depicted in uh, church windows and, and all over northern Italy and especially France. But I have a, a, a copy of a plate from a church in England and I put it in my book, Hoof of the Horse, because I thought it was such a great story. And, and the point I made was that, all right, probably none of us believe that story, but it just showed him how important Farriery was. The fact that this bishop, and he definitely became a bishop, actually used that story uh, maybe to make himself more famous, but was happy to have himself depicted as a farrier. Now, in the 17th, 18th and probably 19th centuries, uh, the British used to go on what was called the Grand Tour to educate themselves. The young British would uh, do their version of a gap year and go to northern Italy or visit Italy and look at the ruins and the treasures and the great centre of the Renaissance. And it was in the Bologna region that they saw lots and lots of depictions of Santaloy engaged in removing the horse's leg, shoeing the foot and replacing the leg and the horse was miraculously able to go off. And of course that's where we get the term for something that's totally unbelievable or a nonsensical story uh, because the British actually used to call Bologna baloney. So next time you hear somebody say that's a load of old baloney you now know where that story came from. Let's move on to number two in my list, and that is that a horseshoe has seven nails in it for luck. So why is seven lucky? Well, there's seven days in a week. Seven is a prime number. You can't divide anything into it apart from its own number and one. Now there's seven heavens, seven continents, seven colors in a rainbow, and actually, the world's favourite number is seven. And of course, the final clincher is James Bond is not 006 or 008. He is 007. So seven is considered a very lucky number. But why would we do that in a horseshoe? Well, the horseshoe is already uh, a symbol of mythology. And maybe to make it even luckier, we have seven. But you know, when I made shoes and all the shoes that I put on for the first 10 years of my life I handmade them we had to and we would always stamp four nails on the lateral side or outside and three nails on the inside or medial side and of course uh, good shoeing shows that you can't quite get the nails as far back on the medial side so if you're going to lose one nail then that's the way to do it now lots of farriers nowadays shoe symmetrically, uh, three aside, or on a little pony, two aside. But where you don't shoe symmetrically it is always the inside that has one less. And so I think that's why seven nails came about in a horseshoe. But as I say, it also still reinforced the fact that it was a lucky object. The third on my list of myths and legends about the horseshoe is that if you find a horseshoe, it's good luck to start with and of course farriers we're always finding horseshoes aren't we so I don't think it counts for us I think it counts for the general public 
But if you find a horseshoe, you are supposed to throw it over your left shoulder. Now, there's another myth about throwing something over your left shoulder, and that's salt. That you should throw a pinch of salt over your left shoulder, and that's supposedly to blind the devil. So any of you out there who have a devil on your left shoulder, then, then please give that one a try. But back to the horseshoe. If you find a, a horseshoe out in the open and you throw it over your shoulder, uh, you can also uh, increase the luck apparently by spitting after it and you should make a wish. But you know the luckiest uh, of actions to take with finding a lost horseshoe is that it comes from a grey mare and it's a hind shoe and that is then thrown over your left shoulder and that brings you the most amount of luck of all. Now, I know if you're a farrier, you'll know whether it's a hind shoe or not. You may even know that it's a hind shoe from the off hind. But how you'll know that it comes from a grey mare, I do not know. But anyway, good luck to you on that one. Horseshoe nails themselves are also lucky. And it's advised that, for example, you nail them into a baby's cot to bring that baby good luck and to help it grow up in health uh, and become a strong adult person. Now, I don't know where this uh, part of one of the many legends around the horseshoe comes from, but I would just have to say that if the horseshoe itself is lucky, and as we're going to see in a while, there is other things about the number of nails that make it lucky, then the nail itself must be lucky. And horseshoe nails uh, probably used to be more expensive than the shoe itself because they took more skill in making. So I can't answer why horseshoe nails are so lucky, but I can say to you that if you do nail them into your baby's cot, and I would advise that, but knock them in completely. Let's not have any sharp edges there for baby to cut themselves on. Number five on my list is the number of old nails that are found in a horseshoe that's been discovered. And the variations of what this means does vary quite a bit. Nails left in an old shoe are said to equate to the number of years of good luck that the finder will receive. Uh, of course, this number five, again, sadly, uh, we can't have farriers going by this because we're finding shoes all the time. Well. We are if we don't uh, keep our truck very well cleaned out. The nails left in an old shoe that's been found are so important that it has been said that you shouldn't even bother with a found horseshoe if it doesn't have any nails in it at all. Now there are alternatives to the nail number left in. Uh, some say it determines the time before luck arrives, whether that's in months or years. And other myths say that it denotes the years before you become rich and or married. Now, I don't know about you, but occasionally uh, marriage takes away the riches in life, but we won't go into that. So there's number five. It, it is important that your old horseshoe that you found has nails in it to give you any luck at all. Number six in our list is possibly my favourite, uh, that's St Dunstan. He lived from about 910 to 988 in the Christian era, so towards the end of the Anglo-Saxon period. Uh, it's said that at one point 
He was the most important churchman in England for nearly two centuries. And in fact, he held a position which would have been the equivalent of Prime Minister today. He's often depicted as a farrier stroke blacksmith, but his story uh, regards his encounter with the devil, in that the devil came to tempt him in his forge, and St Dunstan took a pair of tongs and either held him by the nose or held his whole face. The other story, of course, about St Dunstan is that the devil required to be fitted with a shoe and St Dunstan nailed a shoe onto him which was still red hot. And for this reason, the devil refuses to pass underneath a door with a horseshoe above it. That horseshoe, of course, should have the heels downwards, which is the correct way to put a shoe to ward off the devil or bad luck. Uh, His birthday is celebrated on the 19th of May, and for many, many centuries in England, the assaying of gold was always dated from that point, not from the 1st of January. So just remember, when you put up a horseshoe for good luck, you are actually remembering that St Dunstan drove away the devil. Well, number seven in my list of myths and legends about the horseshoe is to nail a horseshoe over a door. And we've just heard why that came about because of St Dunstan. But it has to be heels down and toe up. Now, that's the peculiar thing that modern myth has it the other way around. And people say, well, that's to hold the the luck inside the shoe. Well, I think if you put it that way up, it leaks out of the nail holes anyway. But if you really want your best results to bring you the best of luck with your shoe, you're supposed to attach it above a door with just three nails. And for even better luck, see if you can drive those nails in with just three blows. I think this is where a farrier comes to their fore because We're some of the only people that drive so many nails that you can probably do that. So give it a go. Next time you're going to put a horseshoe up for luck, try and use an old horseshoe that's been found, especially one that's got uh, a number of old nails in it. But then when you've cleaned it up, put it up over the door and just attach it with three new horseshoe nails and see if you can drive them in with three blows each. So that's the end of my list of seven myths and legends about the horseshoe. And as I have obviously implied, seven is the magical number. So there's many, many more, but I only wanted to do this seven. You may have others. You may have others that you think should be on this list. So you need to send those to me. I'll take them into account. I did this mini podcast really to blast away the COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus. As you can see, a lot about the horseshoe is about good luck. It's about driving away the devil. So I thought it was really appropriate just to do this mini podcast, especially in this time, and I hope it helps. Finally, let me remind you that while this crisis is underway, we are giving a good 20% discount on three of my books so please look that up and I would like to finish by telling a folklore poem that relates to St Dunstan and it goes like this. St Dunstan as the story goes once pulled the devil by the nose 
with red-hot tongs which made him roar that he was heard three miles or more. Stay safe, everyone. We'd like to thank Hoofcare Essentials Foundation and their partners for sponsoring this episode. You can find out more information at hoofcareessentials.com. You can follow more of Simon's work on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Simon Curtis. To get in contact, please email thehoofofthehorse at gmail.com. And for everything else, go to drsimoncurtis.com. Thanks for listening.